I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. All right, and we're live, so it's going to be kind of an unusual time for us to be uh, meeting, but whoever shows up, great. Uh, feel free to ask questions at any time. Um, uh, but I kind of want to uh, talk about something that you guys have actually have been bringing up uh, a lot here uh, is, and I think we kind of talked about it a little bit, but the whole thing about, like, you know, you might like uh, a wrestler. And actually, we have a match coming up with, it, like, um, uh, Nikki Ryan uh, against uh, Ramos. I forgot his first name, right? So, but um, um, at least it's not it's not coming to me right now. But um, we are. Um, hello, Alec. Thank you for uh, joining me. Okay, so we're basically um, having kind of like a wrestler, bait or someone who with the wrestling base. So this is amateur folk style wrestling uh, against a grappler, right? Like Nikki Ryan, right? Um, and so why do we, yeah, Tony Ramos, thank you, Christopher. Um, so, but why do we, why do we see this? So it's, it's not like, um, uh, we haven't seen this before where someone, actually I'm going to fix this. There we go. So it's not like we haven't had, uh, these kind of matches before and it's like, um, it, it, I don't think it necessarily shows uh, the entirety of wrestling, right? Or, um, uh, and, and, but it also, what I think it does kind of show, these kind of matches, shows like what is, or what amateur wrestling has become over the years, right? So you got to know that um, both of them, like, so the freestyle and folk style both came from. Uh, catch wrestling, right? So there are variations of it that, so like uh, in the Olympics, they took the two most popular styles of wrestling at the time, and they um, uh, they they did a version of it where it was actually called Amateur Catches Catch Can, right? And then later they changed the name, um, and also too, like when they first uh, put Amateur Catches Catch Can into the Olympics, um, they automatically barred the submission holds and stuff, and then. Uh, over the decades, you know, the name changed to freestyle. Then also the time limit shortened because it used to be no time limit. And um, so there are a lot of things that changed. And with these different rule changes and structural changes, the sport changed itself, right? So same thing happened with, with uh, folk style and collegiate wrestling. You'll see actually even in some of these earlier uh, pics or photos, right, from really early collegiate matches, they were still in a wrestling ring um, that were set up, and uh, you didn't see guys wearing singlets, and so that's actually something that's kind of a later development. Um, they were dressed up like the professional 
wrestlers who were doing wrestling for for real at that time right so um th that's kind of what you you were seeing at that time where and then but then folk style also evolved away from the basically the catch wrestling rule set also shortened time limits added points point system uh but yeah, you'll see some of these old collegiate photos where people are still using the double wrist lock position and all that, right? So uh, that, in my mind, right, is kind of one of the main reasons why you you get these matches where, say, like really a high level wrestler um, will lose a gra in a grappling match, right? So it doesn't mean that the entirety of wrestling sucks, right, and jujitsu is better. Definitely doesn't mean that whatsoever, but um, from my point of view or my perspective, I think that the someone who comes from like a modern amateur wrestling background, they might not be as like as used to even the modern grappling game, right? Uh, without having to like be someone like a uh, Nicky Rod, where uh, he has an amateur background and then he had to spend a lot of time uh, training in jujitsu to kind of get used to like the these stylistic differences because i mean yeah they're, they're they're different right so i think it's one of the things that um i think about that i'd like to like you know share with you guys because uh, then you'll see some trolls right <laughs> online where they're trying to say like oh well wrestling is, sucks you know because like some guy um you know lost a match but then yeah then you see nicky rod or uh, nicky rod where it's like he um you know, like he gets what second place in ADCC, so uh, and definitely because he has more of a rest, amateur wrestling background. So, um, in so in a way, it's like these kinds of uh, like arguments really show like uh, like the people on either side sometimes are missing like the big picture, and um, and I believe that you know having some I would say catch wrestling background. Is really gonna be advent even more advantageous because it has kind of like the wrestling fundamentals but without the rules and you're aware of the different submission holds right that's kind of uh, one of the things that I kind of wanted to share with you guys so I see you guys are already commenting um, um, so let's go ahead and get some of your comments so the, the one that just came up right now let me see so uh, it says from Rhett's Right, so well, obviously the rules don't favor wrestlers. Right, uh, if if I don't have to engage in the guard, right, it is really easy to back out of the guard. Right, I think catches the perfect balance. Oh, you like music to my ears, right? <laughs> no, but um, but actually that that's one of the things about jujitsu where it's like, um, yeah, it actually the rules, somewhat, especially in a lot of say like IBJJF which I'm a little, I'm pretty familiar with, right? Because I spent a couple years uh, teaching and um, at a school that uh, really IBJJF, like really, they're really strict about those rules. Um, but the rules ultimately do favor the wrestler. Um, say even if you get taken down, if you can, you'll lose points, right? If you get taken down, but if you get back on top, you know, you, that's a sweep, right? You get a few points. Or if you can get the, the takedown, and you don't allow them to sweep, you stay on top, you actually uh, can win a match, or you can win your you win several matches, right, if you, before the person sits down, right, 
uh, before they sit down or try to pull guard or whatever, if you can take them down or make it look like you're taking them down as they're going to sit down, uh, you can get those takedown points. And if you can stay on top, because IBJJ, IBJJF, a lot of these big tournaments have really short time limits also. You know, I think some of the shortest are like five minutes. So, um, you know, something like five to seven, sometimes ten or whatever. Anyway, so it's less than ten minutes. So um, if the person's really resisting you, if you can just get that takedown uh, right away and then stay on top, then you actually won. And uh, I, I do know that when I was back at Cobrinia's or whatever, um, one of the really famous black belts that we had there uh, lost a, a match because a guy did did that same strategy. Was able to get the takedown point. Nobody submitted each other. Time ran out, and uh, uh, our guy lost, right? Because of that. Because of those points, right? So, uh, so in that that's one of the reasons why I also say it's like you definitely want to still have even in jujitsu. I think ultimately it favors. Uh, wrestlers, or if you want to kind of think of like that top-down approach, truly it does still favor us, but um, I think you got to be cognizant of, say, like the seated guard stuff that uh, the commenter just uh, mentioned. So, um, yeah, because it, it is it is tricky, right, or even a lot of the barambolo stuff, right, so if you're on top, you know, people are going to be, like, especially the, the higher level people, they're going to be trying to do these things where it's like maybe they're really good at seated guard, trying to pull on arm in or trying to you know set up all these different locks um, or even chokes like triangle choke or even leg locks and stuff like that um, but I think what that means is that you just have to be familiar with them right uh, but I think with catch wrestling that's how you get a little bit more familiar with them right off the bat and I can give you an example I mean this is like a uh, I wouldn't be so scientific because it's just one person that I'll mention but uh, we've been talking about uh, my student, Carolyn, so she doesn't have too much tr background, right? So too much training time, but she was able to, and she's still able to, like we, we actually, we rolled at a, uh, at a 10th planet um, today, and um, she's doing really well against uh, those people, you know, various belt, belt ranks and all that. Um, so, because she's still applying a lot of these kind of defense things, which you, so like even one of the other defense things, I'm kind of rambling. Like I said, like I wanna, I have a lot of things to share with you guys too. Where it's like even some of the stylistic, like defense stuff that's different from catch wrestling to folk style or or freestyle, is um, even a lot of the wrist control stuff. If you do go underneath, like so, if you're in turtle, you know you can have a very effective turtle guard, right? Or, or uh, you know, like, for those of you who come from a jiu-jitsu background, right, hopefully that makes sense to you guys, or hopefully I'm speaking your language, right? But if you're in RAF, and, in, you know, and, and it, it just benefits you so much to um, get that wrist control, right? And so you, so even someone um, that's, you know, pretty, pretty new, only been doing catch wrestling for a few, probably like a, a month or two, right? Um, she's been able to... Uh, you know, really hold her own just by having good defense, really. So, um, I, I think, you, so, I'm, I'm back to my point where it's like, yeah, you, a lot of times this wrestling versus jiu-jitsu stuff isn't really, like, too valid of a point because it's like, you, there's so many things to the big picture and the, a lot of times there are a lot of similarities or a lot of things that overlap. Um, 
but again, with regards to um, like amateur wrestling, you definitely aren't seeing the, the, the entirety of what wrestling is or what wrestling was, uh, what it has been, and hopefully what, what it can be in the future again, right? So um, that's kind of one of the main points uh, that I want to bring out. Hopefully you guys, hopefully you guys get me, right? So uh, let's go ahead and get to more of your questions. Let's get another one. So, oh yeah, Ram, Ryan says that Rampage Jackson triangle defense. Yeah, that was a great, like a, that big slam. Um, uh, Rhett has another comment here. Let's see. So you you play ref ref even uh, with BJJ guys. I don't give up the hooks, and I don't stand up. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of one of the main things. You definitely. Well, even. It kind of also doesn't matter if you if, if they get a hook in too because you can uh, set up a lot of these reversals where you can hip heist out right so say if they take your back they got a hook in uh, if you have some good choke defense right uh, you can set up uh, some really good hip heist stuff I think maybe that can probably be one of our uh, upcoming like uh, instructional videos for you guys because it's really a, a great uh, guard passer right if that's <laughs> that's a uh, you guys are interested in it's a great wrestling technique um, but um, it can also you know it can also really get you past their guard if you're doing grappling all right oh thank you Christopher for uh, saying you, you get me right so so good talking to you um, so let's see some of these other questions so yeah Alec is like uh, when you're on top, in full guard, you just wait until they unlock their ankles in order to do anything offensive, right? They need to do that first, right? So uh, that's also a good point. And that, and that actually leads to the point where it's like, you got to, you got to see where it's like, um, the time limits have really changed the game a lot, right? So if you're... If you're, uh, you know, in a, like say, like in a, in a six-minute match or five-minute match, right? You sometimes you've got to really like just like go at them, right? You have to really get after it, but you have to remember that catch wrestling traditionally um, there was no time limits, and in our events we have a twenty-minute time limit. Um, we did have I, I I I sponsored a couple matches for a friends event, the the one that was in Las Vegas a, a couple weeks ago. Um, those were 10 minute matches. So, and also I think with like even like a lot of the uh, no-gi uh, submission only events, I think they're 10 minutes, right? So I think we are kind of seeing a little bit of a trend where it's like you're getting these longer matches because um, a lot of stuff has to transpire or even um, your strategy can be different the longer the matches. So if you can build up your stamina, then you can start implementing these types of strategies where it's like you can um, allow the other person who's like really eager maybe has like more of a uh, background in shorter matches or even amateur wrestling then you can allow them to fatigue themselves right let them uh, let them try to you know come at you with full force just make sure your defense is good then you can then counter right so you can you, I know this is gonna sound weird but yeah you can 
give them your back, right? Let them uh, let them try to choke you out real hard and uh, just have good defense, good risk control. They'll get tired. Alright, All right, let's see a lot of it's a JBCS888. A lot of pressure and destruction of the guard needs to be refined. Alright, we need to make them to uh, pay for everything, right, and force them out of their comfort zone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then I think that's again the, the type of strategy you definitely want to employ if you have a shorter match, right? Um, definitely uh, can can be doing stuff like that, right? You can do it at any time, but just make sure that um, um, you you set things up, and then you can kind of then more incrementally get a better position, right, against that person, right? Uh, if you're doing everything like full force all the time, sometimes you might be able to submit somebody, maybe if they're um, a newer person or, uh, you know, white and blue belts and stuff in jiu-jitsu. Um, but uh, someone with great, like a great guard or great seated guard and all that stuff in like higher level belts, um, that they're, they're just going to keep you away, even if they have open guard and stuff. So, um, or even if you open their guard, right, and then you try to pass, right, they're going to they're gonna have some good hip movements and they're going to be able to uh, defend against that. So you have to be aware of kind of like, it, it might be better to incrementally say like, if you open the guard, you can pass the one leg over you, keep pressure on top of that, and then incrementally kind of like shut them down so that, so that you can pass. Like, so you're blocking their hips from moving well enough to put you back into guard, right? So to re-guard you, right? So um, that's one of the things you want to kind of think about, uh, especially for the time limit. So like a buddy of mine who's a, a, a black belt in jiu-jitsu, like today we, we roll like at least 10 minutes straight because that's how we both can kind of develop these kind of real strategies or kind of use these types of strategies. Um, so kind of it's one of the things that you can kind of think about where it's like uh, styles who come from like having a short, like very short time limit. Yeah, it's, they're going to, they're going to come at you real fast, right? So a lot of the freestyle people or uh, folk style people, they're going to try to hit you with everything they got. But if you've got some good defense, some good risk control, good sprawls, um, uh, you can, you can like hang in there and uh, a lot of times you can pin them or, you know, higher chance of submitting them sometimes when they're really rushing at you then you can set up like a double wrist lock or something and uh submit them there all right do you guys have any other questions i can i'll i'll scroll to see um see what you guys are doing or see if you guys the other comments you guys are making uh yeah get your let me see a lot of neck cranks yeah that's all good it's all good so make sure that you're trying to improve your position so you get some good leverage on those cranks um let me see yeah Kara, so from christopher morales yeah um carolyn does have some jujitsu background very little so that's how we met actually and then um uh with the wrestling or the catch wrestling in particular really upped her game all right al was saying that it's your opinion that um, um, yeah, the, the amateur wrestling was watered down from what catch wrestling was, like old boxing or at the start of MMA, people didn't like that, right? Nowadays, people need a sport to be more regulated, 
All right. It's like there is a, something to that, definitely. That's why MMA kind of had, went from like what they used to call it the human cockfighting, right? Um, uh, to something that's regulated, so um, where it's like you have like five minute rounds and even the gloves, right? Those all had to be created and designed just for that, just for that style, really. Um, so yeah, there, there's a point to that where it's like, we've kind of, even as a society, kind of like um, come to expect things to be done a certain way. And so something that's like more free, like a catch wrestling match, right? No time limits and you have to go till someone wins, right? Or someone wins or loses, right? Um, people don't necessarily have the, the patience for that, right? So that's why um, like a lot of these old matches could have gone on for an hour or more before someone got pinned or, or submitted. Right. Someone else had a good point that I want to try to bring up. What was it? Oh, Salvatore. Right. Um, why is it hard to find a wrestling gym? Is jiu-jitsu so popular, really? <laughs> I think that's really uh, it in a nutshell. Jiu-jitsu is so popular, it's like all over the place. It's actually uh, really easy for kids and adults to do. Um, like IBJJF really regulates uh, what uh, is done, right? So you'll, you'll have a lot of schools that are uh, compliant to IBJJF rules, that rule set, which is actually very, very uh, safe. Um, so a lot of times, like uh, even in brown and black belt, you, you, you still can't do much more beyond like that straight ankle and then um, you can try like a toe hold, but like heel hooks, I think are, are barred uh, still. So um, so then you'll, you'll have all these schools that keep with that, with that rule set. Um, and so then that actually kind of makes it a little bit more, uh, like friendly for anyone to come in, uh, wrestling, even amateur wrestling still kind of has that grind where it's like, uh, you know, you really are going to put someone on their back, even using pain compliance because they can't tap out. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's tough to find a wrestling gym. A wrestling focus gym so it might so uh it might be where it's like it's a jiu-jitsu gym or mma gym and then they might have like a wrestling class or um something like that right uh and even harder to find maybe like a mma gym or jiu-jitsu gym where they'll have like i know one that's like a really famous mma gym i think they have wrestling wednesdays this is one of the really famous mma gyms in las vegas um yeah so it's like jiu-jitsu every day and then Wrestling Wednesday, so um, that's kind of what we got. <laughs> that's kind of what we got going nowadays. So, if more people can actually get into, I would say, catch wrestling in particular, because in a way, it's like uh, some of the amateur stuff. There isn't too much of a future in that, right? If you're already, um, say, if you already graduated college or something like that, uh, if you haven't already. Uh, like shown your skill, right? And you you haven't already been doing uh, freestyle for a long time, where you can compete and get a spot on the U Team USA and all that. Then um, there might not be much for you to do, right? In freestyle, right? And definitely nothing for you in folk style, right? Because that's that's only in our country, the United States, right? And then uh, in in our colleges where we're doing that, right? So. It's freestyle in the rest of the world, right? So you cross our border to the north or to the south, they're doing freestyle. And then, of course, if you cross the oceans, definitely. All right, so uh, hopefully if people can start, like, 
getting more into catch wrestling. So that's why I also have the online program. You can always just check our website uh, if you live far away. If you're not in Los Angeles uh, or on the East Coast in South Carolina with John Strickland. Um, hopefully the, the the East Coast, and they always say it's like it's, it's smaller than it seems, right? The 13 colonies, right? So I know it might be a drive or, a, uh, you know, but it's like it, it's... It might be not as long as driving from Los Angeles to San Francisco, even like a six-hour drive, right? Uh, let's go to some more of your questions. Um, um, do I think about what do I think about Ken Shamrock? Uh, was he robbed out of the first UFC? Shamrock wasn't allowed to wear wrestling shoes, but Gracie was allowed to wear his gi. Um, yeah, uh, um, oh man, his, John Peretti. So you want to hear about uh, UFC 1, you really want to talk about, you really want to search out John Peretti and his book. He was one of the first guys uh, in this field, right? He actually is the, the real person who coined that term MMA. Uh, he's actually the, uh, one of the first persons to create the, the prototype for MMA gloves. So he was, um, he was, at the, he was one of the, the founding fathers, really, of MMA. Uh, he's a martial artist himself, and um, he has a lot of perspective on the very, very harsh criticism. He basically says, uh, uh, this is just like other people, who, especially nowadays, that are coming out where it's like it, uh, UFC, uh, especially in the, that time, was definitely a promotional thing for jiu-jitsu. Um, so the way John puts it, it's like uh, they, they, um, they put a, they took a, they, they took. This is not not my words, guys. So I'm sure this is gonna trigger a lot of people. But he says you, you get a boy in his pajamas and you put him up against people who uh, can't even tie their shoes. Of course he's gonna win, right? So, um, so a lot of the people were really hand selected. A lot of the opponents, right? Were were selected in particular for these these early UFC matches, right? So you can find out all about that directly from uh, John Peretti. I think it's, he has his own website uh, from a guy who was there, right? A guy who also created his own promotions. Uh, he was one of the early matchmakers for UFC. So don't get mad at me, right? <laughs> because this is probably something where it's like uh, telling uh, a, a pro wrestling fan that it's fake, right? That they get all like... Uh, get all shocked right so um don't yeah don't don't at me bro don't at me bro on on, uh, on instagram or twitter or whatever right because uh those aren't my words right but uh, you had to hear it sometime right santa claus uh we wouldn't even get to santa claus right um uh, let's see some more of you guys questions right oh yeah no problem salvatore uh hopefully i'm pronouncing your name right Right. Yeah, uh, Leslay13, what could have current, what do you think current could have done differently in his last match? Um, really, I don't, I really don't know what, uh, like who his training partners are or anything. I really don't know that, I, but I think, uh, that has to be different. That's pretty much all I can say. I haven't trained with him in like years, right? So, um, yeah, he did get his start here. But uh, he had to move back to home to Michigan, 
And uh, so then he found different schools and different training partners. And um, so, yeah, that's it. Any other questions? Anything, anybody? Right, so main thing is like, um, yeah, you are, like, if you see some, like, your favorite wrestler and he does a match, a uh, grappling match, um, even if he's trained or has been training in jiu-jitsu and he loses, it's like, really, it's not a, not the end of the world. It doesn't mean that jiu-jitsu is the best or whatever like that. Or, or even if he wins, um, doesn't mean wrestling is necessarily the best. Because catch wrestling is the best, right? And we're keeping real wrestling alive here, right? So, <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, you know, just, just know it's not the, not the whole picture. And uh, so one of the one of the comments online was like, oh, because maybe someone who uh, claims to do catch wrestling lost a match, um, then like jujitsu has proven to beat us in like um, on the big stage and little stage. But it's like, um, do you guys remember this one guy? Probably one of the reasons why you've heard of catch wrestling, right? His name's Sakuraba, right? It's like, it's like on the biggest stage, right? especially at that time, Pride. Uh, really uh, was like outshining UFC, right? Especially the heavyweight division uh, really was dominant, right? People really wanted to watch all those matches, uh, but also these other matches, like like the lighter weights, right? Like um, Sakuraba, where it's like he beat, uh, was it like five Gracie family members who were, that was, that was when they were in their prime as well, right? And it was like, I think still to this day, the longest MMA match was... Uh, Sakuraba and Hoyce, right, where they threw in the towel, right, um, so it's like, um, I don't, I don't know, is that, like, too long ago to count anymore, I, I really don't know, but Sakuraba's, uh, I'm actually kind of being a little sarcastic, it's like, I think all that stuff counts, right, all the, the, the statistics, right, um, and also there was one thing done about 10 years ago, it was like, um, there's like some study done, I think it's like sure dog. I gotta I gotta really try to find that because it's been coming up a bunch where it's like people um you know, basic based based on what people are saying online, but um I think it was sure dog where they kind of took uh, all the statistics of saying a lot of the Japanese MMA fighters who had more of that kind of pro wrestling, kind of catch wrestling uh background, at least some of the training there, and they found that at least in the earlier days of MMA, because there are more people claiming, especially from Japan, the Japanese fighters were more claiming that they had some kind of catch wrestling background. So they took that into consideration and they found that catch wrestling just by itself is one of the most effective styles in MMA. And then, but then nowadays we don't have as many people claiming that anymore. Uh, and actually even like, kind of like the fighting epicenter of Asia really shifted away from Japan, you know, like, uh, Pride got shut down by UFC. They tried other promotions, but I think they've all kind of, um, like, they, they've remained small. Uh, and then you have one championship, which kind of rose up out of Singapore. So um, you're not having kind of like that that much of an emphasis from coming from Japan anymore. Um, so that's why you're not necessarily, like, uh, seeing these different types of uh, people who are claiming to be catch wrestlers or pro wrestlers uh, winning, right, or doing, or even competing, really, because that, that shift is, is gone, right, or that they, sh everything's shifted away, so, um, but yeah, I think it still counts, right, don't you guys, don't you guys think that, oh, right. yeah, legendary, right, uh, you love that guy, JBCS888, right, 
So yeah, yeah, he's great. And again, he was trained by two of my coaches, Billy Robinson and Roy Wood. Right. So two guys, uh, actually Roy Wood. So for you guys who, who don't know, right? Because he's he's a really humble guy. Um, he allows like the other, the other members of Riley's gym to kind of get all the, uh, get all the acclaim and stuff. But he is, officially like the lineage holder, of that gym. Right. So when the really famous coach Billy Riley retired, he had Roy take over. And so when Roy took over the gym, uh, he also sat there and uh, helped Roy kind of uh, uh, coach a little bit, gave him some tips and stuff. Um, uh, so um, he's really like the legitimate um, kind of like the person you're definitely, if you want to learn catch wrestling straight from Wigan, you got to go to Snake Pit Wigan. Or you got to go to Wigan directly and learn from Roy Wood, right? So those two don't have... So that 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 is the the snake pit, right? All right. And you know, someone mentioned Demetrius Johnson. Um, Demetrius, I mean, I think they're giving too much catch wrestling credit to uh, Matt Hume, right? So they're claiming pancreation and all that. Um, but it'd be great um, if he, like, learned even more specifically catch wrestling. Because if you, if you look at the way Demetrius Johnson um, uh, does stuff, right, even um, in his matches, when he kind of grapples, uh, I was at a, a one championship event where it was like a, a press conference, and um, so they had an open workout with Demetrius, and he was doing a lot of, uh, a lot of more jujitsu looking type techniques, right? but it'd be great if he, if he, um, you know, did some more of the catch wrestling type stuff, but whatever he's doing is working for him, so probably won't change. All right, you guys have any, have any other questions? Keep on commenting. Um, I wanted to make sure that um, I, I came online for you guys, at least, uh, you know, basically this week the schedule's been uh, pretty, cra pretty crazy, pretty hectic, a lot of different things been going on. Uh, trying to plan a lot of stuff for you guys as well. Um, it's just in California, you know, we have a lot of, um, especially, we have a lot of restrictions still, especially in LA County because our population is so high, so we have a lot more uh, COVID-19 cases and deaths here. So we still have some restrictions uh, on what we can do and what we can't do. And so, um, but I think that might, well, I think there might be some good, at least with what we can do, so we can probably Try to do some stuff quickly for you guys but uh still some of the logistics have to be worked out so hopefully we can have some more uh events uh, more matches and stuff um for you like really soon out of here in california so you guys can always uh, keep in touch you can send messages uh especially if you're interested in competing because some of you guys um will message that message me with those questions uh, so just keep in touch and um, i guess maybe we'll kind of end it now um but uh, keep the questions coming, um, and thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.